Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Red X Podcast. Uh, my name is Andrew. I'll be your host for today. And today I'm super excited for our guest. We've got Austin Robertson from the Springfield, Missouri area. Is that right, Austin? Yes, yes, sir. Awesome. And he is the president of the Brown Robertson Realty there with EXP. Um, so today we're going to be having a conversation digging into real estate marketing and why it's so important to keep real estate marketing as a consistent practice in your business. We're going to dive into some farming techniques. We're going to dive into some content techniques a little bit. Um, so we'll see where the conversation takes us. But uh, let's 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 get rolling. Uh, Austin, uh, how you doing today, man? Man, I'm doing great. It's beautiful. It's like 75 degrees in Springfield. We just, of course, had like a day of 75 degrees and then tornadoes and then snow. So now we're back to normal. You know, every day it changes in Missouri. That's crazy, man. So tornadoes, then snow, then sun. And then it sounds like you guys are all over the place. We're, we're similar here in Utah, except minus the tornadoes. We don't get a whole lot of those, but we got some snow yesterday. So um, kind of a crazy spring, but that's awesome, dude. Um, just real quick for the audience, uh, if you're joining us live on YouTube or Facebook, chatting your questions, chatting your comments, let us know what you're thinking about uh, the conversation and, and we'll pass those along um, to Austin. Uh, we love when you guys participate and, uh, you know, kind of, kind of get involved here. Um, so let's let's kind of dive into the meat of our conversation, Austin. Um, I wanna start with kind of just laying the foundation here. Um, and, and I think the, the foundation is why is marketing important in real estate? Yeah, so, you know, I, I use marketing and branding uh, sort of interchangeably, but they're actually two separate things. Um, I think mm -hmm. marketing is kind of the, the hamster wheel and then branding is what makes you stand out forever. So when I got into real estate a couple of years ago, um, I realized we had a very competitive market. There's a lot of people in in the realm of real estate. And I quickly found out that if I you know, wanted to be noticed, I was going to have to be everywhere. Mm. And I have stuck with that for the past couple of years. And it's, it's really helped. So basically, you know, if you look at studies through like NAR, it'll show you that pretty much everybody knows 11 or 12 you know, realtors yeah. and uh, look like ninja selling, for example, it's kind of whoever's in flow with people is going to be the one that maintains the business. Right. And so I think staying in front of people, not only on a grand scale, but also on a consistent basis is how you're going to be the one that is always on top of their mind. So if you ever let your foot off that gas, there's an opportunity then for a competitor that might know someone in your circle to slide ahead of you in that level of flow, if that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I love I love that idea of yeah, it's, it's all about staying top of mind, but it's about doing it consistently. And I, I'm going to step back and, and I love the difference that you kind of illustrated between marketing and branding. I think a lot of people think of them as similar things or as one and the same. But it's important to separate those because marketing, like you said, is the stuff that you're always doing, whereas branding is what people see as you're doing that, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean the the long term game is is 
so much more important. And, you know, we, we build this business over a period of years. Mm -hmm. So it's great to market a listing or an accomplishment. But if you're not setting yourself up for five or 10 years down the road, you know, you're going to be able to people that fails out in a couple of years. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think it's important for agents to understand that um, to that same point is that, you know, you can prospect as long as you want, you can do lead generation as long as you want, but that's kind of a grind, right? That's, that's kind of like, that's kind of like, for short term now business, but if you want that long term, easy repeat referral business, you've got to build that and keep that marketing going. You mentioned that you've been in the in the industry for about two years. Is that right? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Okay, so about two years. How um, how did your marketing and branding kind of start out, and how has it evolved since then? So actually, when I got it, so I'm a I left the fire service to get into real estate. Mm, okay. So when I started off in real estate, what I was trying to do was. I was at the firehouse one day and then I was on the ambulance or something similar to that on my days off. Hmm. And my goal was if I could get back into sales, I could kind of at least take away some period of trauma and seeing awful things. And I thought, well, you know, if I could sell four or five houses, I could replace that entire income, right. you know? So I didn't have a lot of time necessarily to market at that period. So I took advantage of, you know, most of our, if you have, if you're in real estate, you have a good CRM, you probably have options for, you know, landing pages, squeeze pages, things like that. Right. And what I did was I basically just put those everywhere. Every Facebook group, Craigslist, Twitter, anything I could put anything out into the world and then schedule it for the days I was gone too. And it was just a lot smaller scale because I just didn't have the time. And, you know, now that I'm, real estate full-time. Um, we just signed our 12th agent to the team. We've got three more in school right now. So sitting at about 15, um, I'm have, I have a lot more time to do that kind of stuff. So now there's, you know, a YouTube channel, there's, um, you know, lunch and learns for EXP, there's events, there's trips. Uh, it's such a much more grand scale, but it follows the same principle of just consistently putting out content nonstop and finding ways to take what I'm already doing and repurpose it into multiple facets in different venues and uh, platforms. I love that. And I think that that speaks to newer agents in a way that they can really resonates with them where, where to your point, it's kind of like, well, early on, I didn't know what to do. So I did a little bit of everything. Right. Um, and then as, and then you slowly refined and developed that process. I think that's important for new agents to hear because a lot of them don't know where to start. And it sounds like you're saying, well, if you don't know where to start, start everywhere see what works the best, maybe even see what you like the best and kind of refine and really hone in on whether it's YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, hone in on the ones that seem to be working well for you. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah, because I, you know, a lot of the experts out there tell you to pick one or two things and really stick to it and, right. and go with it. But I just couldn't find those avenues. You know, when you're brand new at something, you suck at it. Mm. I mean, if you roll it right now into a jujitsu gym, you're going to suck at jujitsu if you're 35, 40 years old. So you're not going to be the best at it. So you don't know what you like. Yeah. So I just dabbled a little bit in everything. And, and you do see things quickly come to light that you love. I really enjoy social media. I really enjoy video. And as far as in the more old school side, I love prospecting expireds. But you will literally have to yank my teeth out to get me to call for sell by owner. Right. So you just kind of get into that flow of what you enjoy creating. And I, I encourage all the agents on our team to do the same thing. You know, hey, it doesn't have to be what I like. Let's just find what you like and let's dive into it. I love that. I love that. And I, I think that's good because a lot of agents, yeah, they, like I said, they don't, 
they don't know where to start. They might not know what they like. So yeah, dabble. Um, if you were to give advice to a new agent based on what you learned alone, where would you say, um, if, if they want to be a little bit more refined, where would you say that they should jump in and maybe put a little more emphasis on if they're kind of doing this, this all at once approach? Uh, sounds really silly, but if you're having fun, do it. Dive headfirst into that. Okay. If, it's, if it makes you miserable, stop. I mean, just never do it again. Whatever's fun. It, okay. You got to be happy. I mean, you got to yeah. be happy, and you got to have fun. I love that. I love that. I, that 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 kind of philosophy behind it because ultimately, that's what a career is about, right? To me, work is what you have to do to get a paycheck, and a career is what you do to enjoy that paycheck and enjoy the journey along the way. So, if you're not enjoying whatever it is, yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Um, so I love that. Let's 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 move into um, kind of we, we kind of touched on this, but let's move into kind of new agents and where they should start with marketing in general, right? We've touched on the social media aspect of that, um, but if we have a brand new agent outside of social media, where do you think they should put their efforts? Where whether it is prospecting or other forms of marketing or traditional marketing, where do you think that should emphasis should go? So I think there's a couple places. Um, one is connections like genuine human connections so your sphere and the people in your community mm -hmm. so like i went and joined our local rotary club just to have connections with other professionals but then you know reaching out to people who you already know is such an easy way to do business Absolutely. and i actually got into the um i got into real estate with the guy who's a little more old school so i always had the like call your friends, tell them you're in real estate and right. who do you know? And like, that's not it at all, man. Like pop onto Facebook, find two people who have something really cool going on in their lives, pull out a piece of paper, write them a note. The same thing you'd comment on Facebook, but just write it, hand write, hand write it. Don't put a card in it. It's not about you. Put an envelope, mail it to them. Make mm -hmm. them feel special. Like just invest in the people who are investing back into you. And what, what these new agents will see is they'll be a handful of people that will start sending them referrals and business and you just keep diving into those people. And then that's where I think a lot of that Facebook and social media comes into play is we're so it gets overwhelming with retargeting and building all these ads. But if you're building those close personal relationships, then you can use just your genuine flow of interaction with people to create the same amount of business. Right. Right. And, and what, what kind of timeline does this operate on or maybe did this operate on for you? Like how long did you really dig into your sphere and reach out and make connections and strengthen those connections before you were able to see that repeat referral business or maybe before you you dove into prospecting or something like that? Well, it, I love prospecting. I'm big on expireds and circle dialing. And that was kind of my main source of business in the beginning. And I will tell you, it's just been, I mean, I would say it was 15 months before I started seeing the fruits of that labor mm. of the prospecting labor you're saying no prospecting's right away i mean you start okay. calling people you're going to find business it's a contact sport right Love it. but yeah. as far as like you know reaching out to people in your in your sphere and in your locality that stuff takes a little bit longer but as you're prospecting as you're making phone calls as you're working leads the people in your personal world are going to start to see you as more successful um, I was in a new agent group on Facebook the other day and people were complaining about people poking fun at them saying, hey, have you sold anything yet? And I think that's really kind of you know where we start as is it always starts as like, oh, you're kind of a hobbyist, right? Mm. And and then you progress into a professional. So, you know, you for me, it was taking that 
hardcore prospecting of three or 400 phone calls a day and getting some expired listings and pulling leads out of circle dialing for my friends and family to see, okay, like this isn't a joke. He's getting this done. Then that trust was built along with the personal relationships. And then that turns into business with them. And then after you're successful in business with them, then they send you their friends. I love that. I love the way that you merged prospecting in your sphere of influence. Cause I think a lot of people get the message from whether it's a broker or other agents that, yeah, as you reach out to your SOI, that should be business that you're getting right now, right? Bug them, bug them, bug them. But then you get sales breath or commission breath and your friends and family don't want to talk to you because all you're doing is shoving real estate down their throat. I love that you kind of give us that timeline of 12 to 15 months to start seeing a return on, on some of those initial sphere of influence contacts. Um, because I think a lot of agents expect that to be their first business. No, let, you know, lay the groundwork for that. Um, start prospecting in the meantime, along with social media, along with marketing, and then that stuff will come in. Is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, think about the people that are really close to you. Like Mm -hmm. they know you so much more intimately than a for sale by owner does. They, they know when Andrew was a screw up in high school. They know when Andrew goofed up as a kid, you know what I mean? How'd you so know? You have, yeah, right. So you have to kind of like move into that professional status yes. and they have to, you know, have that trust reinforced that you can do this and then they'll just start automatically sending you stuff. I mean, my, my business partner, Daniel, he literally can just sit in that office and we'll get two to three deals a month because for five years he, you know, hustled yeah. and just rolls in and they're, yeah. they're way better deals than I ever got making phone calls for eight hours a day, you know? So, I mean, you, you just earned that. And we are in such a, a culture of like right now, like we need it now. We want to win now that we forget this isn't like, this isn't, I mean, I, I made, I went from 40 grand a year at the firehouse to, you know, making six figures in real estate my first year and it was almost all part-time. But I also understand that that's like not normal. So what you have to realize if you're a new real estate agent that you have to build business, you don't just get to come out of the gate, get a license and are entitled to making a lot of money. Most businesses as they, as they start lose money their first three years. So why would you possibly think that starting this business, you're entitled to making a ton of money right out the gate. You have to earn that. Absolutely. And I love that mindset. I think more new agents need to hear that because that's why that's the exact reason why so many new realtors quit within their first year of of real estate is they expect getting business right now, getting getting returns on their investments right now when they need to be more patient. They need to keep nurturing those relationships to let that stuff come up. Um, I'm, I'm a little curious what as, as you know, that first 15 months, as you're starting to engage with your sphere of influence, you're calling them, maybe you're, you're messaging them on Facebook, interacting with them online. What's the line or what's the difference between the content you create that maybe is real estate centric that you target them with? And then, um, or, or what is just regular, you know, everyday Facebook posting that you do? And, and how can you kind of merge those together to, to get that sphere engaged with you on, online? Yeah, so I think first of all, looking into the algorithms a little bit and realizing like, for example, Facebook really likes engagement, right? Right. So if I post a picture of my kids at the zoo, like I did yesterday, I'm going to get a ton of engagement off that. They're cute. They're at the zoo. They're having a great time. Um, so that's Facebook's like, Oh, Hey, we like that. And that might not be a bad time to slip in a little bit of real estate. But the point is, you know, 
the other thing to think about as a business is think about if your buddy was a dentist and all he put on the internet was dentist stuff. Like, how much do you genuinely care? Like, you probably don't. I don't care. Make sure my teeth are cleaned and I don't have any cavities. Right. You have to almost view it that way. Um, yeah. When I when I was in the fire department, I remember a lady sent us a card. We ran a pretty routine medical call. She was very sweet, and she wrote us a little card. And I remember my captain put a sticker over the front of the card and put, congratulations for doing your job. You know, it was a little, yeah, but but the point right. is, is like, it's just what you're supposed to do. And other people, sure. you know, to you, it might be a big deal, but it's not to everybody else. So yeah. you have to maintain who you are as a human being and a person, because just like the commission breath you talk about whenever you're talking to people, you can almost develop that on social media as well with you have no other depth to your content creation other than real estate. You have to have a life outside of work. Yes. And I love, I love that quote right there is it may be important to you, but it's not that important to everyone else. Right. It, and, and when it's important to them that you're a real estate agent, then they'll reach out to you, but you know, you, you need to adjust to their perceptions and make sure that you're not coming across that way. I think that's fantastic. Um, so, so, any anything else that we that that you have um, to help maybe newer agents with some of the content they create? Any other tips or tricks? Maybe it's social media, or maybe it's mailers or flyers. I know a lot of agents think those are important. You know, I think right now the biggest thing that has helped me is uh, video content. And mm. like right now, it's like I'm like, oh, I don't not want to get on video. Right. Um, you know the the way you see yourself um, is kind of a mirrored image of how you look. So when you see yourself on camera, that's actually how you look. So just get over it. Um, you might not like your voice, but that's actually how you sound. So get over it. Mm -hmm. um, the people you're interacting with see you that way and they hear you that way. So it's completely fine. Just breathe. But, you know, one of the things I found was, uh, you know, looking at Gary Vaynerchuk, the way he repurposes video content. Yes. And I quickly found that if you make video content that can be easily repurposed, you can break it down in a lot of ways. For example, if you do a video that's like, let's be like top five reasons to move to Utah. Well, you have a YouTube video, you have a video for Facebook, you have an IGTV, mm -hmm. and then you have, you know, five uh, Instagram reels, you have five TikToks, you have five Facebook stories, you have five videos for LinkedIn. I mean, you can just take those things and just break them and break them and break them and break them and break them. Yes. And with very little effort, especially if you're part time, and you're just getting into the business, that can be a quick way for you to create a ton of content and not eat up a lot of your time. Yes, I love that. And and as a matter of fact, that is exact. That's almost exactly how we create content here at Red X is we take that pillar piece of content, we break it down, we spread it across all the platforms. And that way we're getting in front of everyone no matter where they're following us. And that way we're you know, there's there's enough repetition and we're staying top of mind. I think that's fantastic. Uh, what do you as a as an agent put in those videos? Um, what are you doing? What are you saying? What are maybe the top three to five things that a new agent could go make a video out of right now for their market and their community? You know, so one of the things I would suggest is uh, hop on YouTube and look at other agents that are successful. There is literally nothing wrong. There's nothing new under the sun. So there's nothing wrong with looking at other people's content and transforming it into your locality. Yes. I mean, you know, if you could do, you know, my best video I've ever done is 
five weird laws to know before moving to Springfield. It's completely silly. Like the con is not that great, but people just drawn to to lighthearted, easy things. Again, real estate people just don't really care that much about is an FHA or is a USDA a better loan. But people care about where they live, what's going on around them. And that type of content also allows you to position yourself as a local expert. Mm. So not somebody that I might reach out to necessarily for buy to buy a house. And, you know, little Timmy knows everything about VA loans. But when I think about I'm going to move to, you know, Salt Lake City and little Timmy literally has told me where to eat at, what restaurants to go to what parts of town to stay out of, why I shouldn't live there, the things that he loves. It, I mean, that guy is now like the expert and I would not talk to anybody else. Yes, I love that. And I and I love that um, you gotta give yourself permission to, to maybe uh, rip off and duplicate what other agents are doing, right? If there's no agents doing that in your area, then what's the harm? Because, because I think so many agents focus on, and even just content creators in general, focus on what I need to be unique, right? I need to do something that nobody's ever done before. And then they just don't create content because they can't find that unique idea that's gonna, that's gonna you know, boost them to the top. But you don't need that unique idea. You can, just, you can just do what other agents are doing, put your own personal spin on it, put your own little twist on it, and it'll, and it'll work. I love that. Yeah, I mean, if you, know, if you look at a lot of you know, the big social media gurus or content creators anyways, they're all spouting kind of the same stuff anyway. It's just their own their own voice and their own twist on it. Right. So, you know, I'm not saying don't strive to be original, mm. but I think that I saw a quote the other day on Instagram that said 20 hours of doing something is a million times more valuable than 20 hours of thinking about doing something. Yes. So just getting that. there and doing it is really where you're going to win. Yeah, I love that. Find find the line between doing something unique and original, but also not spending all your time dwelling on making it perfectly unique and original. That's fantastic. So um, I want to kind of get into prospecting, right? That's what we're all about here at Red X is is prospecting and cold calling and, and, and you know lead generation. Sure. So. So you mentioned before that you're big into expireds and geo prospecting for a lot of your lead generation, but not so much into for sale by owners. You mentioned you hate calling for sale by owners. Why is that? Um, why 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 is that not your favorite lead type? And then and then why are expireds and geo uh, you know geo leads some of your favorite lead types? You know I I like geo leads because they are so uh, easy. You know it's a very easy conversation. Right. And I've had really good luck with just staying in touch with people. Now, again, you have to have a long-term mindset. You're mm -hmm. essentially literally call, cold calling someone. So chances are they probably weren't at home thinking, man, if I could just sell my house right now. And then the phone rings and you're like, do you want to sell your house? Right. It's going to be a little bit of a process, but it's okay. They're good conversations. You know, with Red X, I have my triple line dialer. I can blow through an entire neighborhood in 20 minutes. Right. And I'm calling usually um, neighborhoods on houses I've already sold or I've had listed. So the community already knows that I'm there. Yes. So I don't usually have bad rapport on those calls. Right. Um, the big difference between expireds and for sell by owners for me is I think that um, and this is just me. It's not necessarily right. But to me, an expired is the ultimate 
go because they've already listed their house. They've already met with real estate agents and put it on the market. Like they literally believe in the concept of why your job exists. Mm -hmm. The only thing that happened was their agent failed them. Mm. So versus a for sale by owner who doesn't want to use an agent, you know, you can, you can with whatever mental block you want. And that's, that's actually my for sale by owners is that, you know, they ultimately don't want to use an agent. One of my best friends comes in here and calls Fizbo's what I call expireds in the same office from time to time. Nice. And he'll yeah. nail just as many appointments as I do. Um, but to me that expired, you know, they, they believe in the concept of the realtor. They've already put it on the market. I know they want to sell. They're not feeling the waters out. They want to get that house sold. So to me, it's just um that just seems like such a solid lead source. Right. It seems almost like a lower hanging fruit to you. One hundred percent. Okay. And and I, and I I had you illustrate the difference there because I think um like you said with you and your and your buddy who prospect at the same time, I, I've heard that one is more difficult than the other. Um, almost equally, right? I know I've heard right. just as many people say, I hate expireds as they do say, I, I, I hate for sell by owners. Because to your point, there are different objections. It's a different mindset. Um, and I think it comes down to what you said earlier about social media is find what you enjoy doing and stick to that, right? You enjoy the expireds. Awesome. Clean them up. Your buddy enjoys the for sell by owners. That's great. Whatever you do, though, you know, find that niche, find that column and, and practice that lead type so that you can really hone in your skills rather than even maybe spreading yourself too thin or getting those objections mixed up and, and those conversation styles mixed up. Definitely. And, you know, on an expired, there's like, it, I'm a simple man, you know, I like steak and potatoes. Um, there's like three objections, you know, we're going to stay living here. Mm -hmm. We're going to sell for sell by owner, or we're going to use the same agent. So, I mean, like, as long as you can handle three things, you can be successful with expired listings. I love that. Hey, would you mind um, would you mind doing like a little role play live here with me to handle each of those objections? Sure. Cool. Let's do it. So let's pretend uh, I'm I'm the expired and um, what was the first one you said? Uh, you're just going to keep it. Okay. Let's 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 jump in right there. We're on the phone, you know, you've already introduced yourself um, and I'm I'm here to say, you know, Honestly, Austin, I think, you know, we, we, we tried listing before. It didn't work out. We're just going to keep living here. We'll, maybe we'll sell later. I don't know. Sure. I totally get it. I'd be super upset too if I had my house in the market for six months and it didn't sell. But let me ask you, where were you planning on moving once you did get it sold? Uh, Colorado, I think. Oh, that's a beautiful area. When were you planning on actually being down there? Well, we, uh, we wanted to be down uh, for the summertime, but uh, it just doesn't look like that's going to happen. So. Sure, sure. So would it be so crazy to think that if you already had your house in the market for six months and you wanted to be in Colorado two months ago, that if we met for 30 minutes, we could get you back on your plan A? Yeah, it would make sense. I would just need to know that you're going to be better than my last agent. And and honestly, it's it's kind of hard to know that that's going to happen. Sure. Well, I'll show it to you. And if you don't like it, kick me out. Sound good? Sounds good to me. I love I, I'm going <laughs> to I'm just gonna let you know I love that comeback. Yeah, you can kick me out. You know, you're in power. Giving them the power. If if they're not impressed with you, kick them right out. I love that. Um, and, you know, it's it's just a matter of these people are just mentally are are beat down. They they feel bad. They feel out of control. 
um, no matter what their real, no matter what their real situation is, they really do want to sell their place. Right. They've just, they've just basically given up. I mean, if that guy had said, you know, well, we were just filling out the market. Well, this guy actually wants to move to a different state for family or whatever reason. He has a, he actually has a real goal in mind. So right. it's, it's your responsibility to fix that. You know, it's kind of like, um, this is back to our dentist analogy. You know, do you enjoy going to the dentist personally, Andrew? No, it's been way no. too long. Way too I don't long. either. But do you need the dentist? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you do. Okay. So you have to be that dentist. Nobody likes the dentist, but you need the dentist. So you need to let them know they need you, not the other okay. way around. Well, let's move to that next objection. I'm going to be my own dentist. Okay. I'm going to sell my house on my own. What, what do you say to that? I mean, I'd kind of go back in with a similar approach of basically totally understand. I'd be super upset if my house hadn't sold um, for that long, you know. And then I basically say, hey, so what's your, uh, you know, real quick, what's your what's your marketing plan there? Well, I'm going to put it on Zillow. I'll probably put it on a local classified, you know, area. And then I'll put a sign up in front of my house, the standard Facebook. Nice. A really great You can use marketplace and, and groups for that, too. Uh, let me ask you, just incomplete transparency, you know, because I have five or six buyers in my team. They all have their, you know, several buyers to work with. What do you? What are you trying to net out of the property? Uh, we're trying to get at least 375 out of it. Cool. So let me ask you this. If I could net you the same amount of money that you wanted to make to take all the work off your hands, would that make sense to me for 15 minutes? It would. I would. I, I mean, it doesn't make sense that you'd be able to do that. But if, if you really think you could, it's, you know, I guess it's worth talking about. Uh, so the other agent was going to do it. They just didn't get it done. And now you're going to, you want to net 375. So here's what I'll do. I'm going to bring over some information with me. We'll look at it together. If I can't net you 375, you can kick me out. Love it. And it, and, and it seems like uh, this is, I, I, I love this script because, or not necessarily script, but this strategy of get to the listing appointment, right? get face to face, sit down with them, make sure you can have that in-person conversation. That's what all of these objections should should kind of point to, right? Right, you know, uh, with with this scenario, really it's the same thing, it's just helping them meet that, that goal. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you've got to net X dollars. It's probably the same amount of money they were already going to net with the last agent. Right. So what you're saying to them is, hey, if I can get you the money you want, but you don't have to do any of the work, would it make sense to meet up now? Yeah. If I tell you that I can take all the work off your hands, you make some amount of money. You literally would sound insane saying no. Right. right? And again, the goal is not to get them to sign a listing agreement over the phone. You just got to get in the door and get face to face. Yes. Show them your plan, show them, you know what you're doing and then, and then let things go from there. Um, let's go to that last objection. Uh, you know, to use the dentist analogy one more time as well. I'm just going to go find a different dentist. You know, my, 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 I tried to sell with this agent, but my brother just got into real estate. I think I'm going to sell with my brother. Well, so the, the, now the actual one I gave you was, um, using the same agent. Oh, using so the you, same agent. Okay, yeah. If they wanted to interview, that'd be great. Like that's, that's an open door. Okay. Well then during interview one, let's interview two. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Nice. You know what I mean? Like that's actually yeah. really easy. And that's just, Hey, cool. We're already interviewing. If he's interviewing at two, can I interview at one thirty? Right. Just again, right. get in the door. But okay, so as same far agent. as let's go, same agent. Um, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the same agent. Uh, they've convinced me. They, they mentioned a few things about the market wasn't quite in the right place, but they told me that now we're where we're at. Uh, they, they think that they could do a better job this time. Sure. Can I tell you um, just real quick, Andrew, just and tell me if I'm you know, being offensive. Can I tell you something that concerns me about your mindset with this? Sure. Just sitting here thinking about it, you know, what what is that agent going to do differently this time that they didn't do last time? And then more importantly, why wouldn't they do it? For, why wouldn't they have done that for you the first time? Well, they said it was kind of the market's fault. Do you not think that's true? Well, did you know the average um, house on the market right now sits for 28 days? So technically, that agent should have sold your house three different times and they didn't do it once. Wow. I, yeah, they, they definitely didn't tell me that. That's interesting. So it is. I've got a lot more cool stuff I can show you. I'm going to be in the neighborhood uh, between 3.30 and 4. Um, would you be right if we stopped by and just chat for a few minutes? Um, yeah, I guess if it's just for a few minutes. Definitely. 15 minutes. I'll show you our materials. If you don't like it, you can kick me out. Love it. Right back to that same line. That's beautiful. I mean, it, it, it's easy. And I know like if you're if you're listening to this, you might listen to like a lot of like really in-depth, crazy analytical scripts. And maybe it's because I'm in the Midwest and people are just really easygoing. It's probably, and I'm just going to say this as a, you know, as a disclaimer, if you're in Seattle or New York, the people you're talking to are probably a little different than who I'm talking to. Sure. But, you know, people here, their mindset is, I'm not going to say down home, but we're a very honest and trusting area of the country. Um, we're very open to good communication. We want each other. We want to take care of one another. And, you know, you don't want to ever cut another agent down. Um, and that last script has a little bit of instilled doubt that I actually picked that one up from uh, Tom tool. I saw a YouTube video. He's up in um, Philly, I think. Okay. And I, I loved, I loved that. Um, but realistically, whatever you can do just to kind of walk in the door is going to be your, your best bet. You, you're not going to sign anybody over the phone, but these expireds, they don't typically convert on the first call. I'm, I've got like a 12 week follow up, and I would say I'm at about a 12% success rate on my first call. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, so how many, um, and, and this is actually a point I wanted to get to is how much follow up does it usually take for you to, to take a listing or, or make progress with those leads, whether it's expireds or geo or your sphere of influence, whatever. Okay. So, um, Geo leads is roughly four to five months. Okay. Um, that is a weekly email that goes out every single week. That is a um, every other month phone call and a text message once a month. Expireds is typically 35 to 40 days. Um, my game plan does go on for about 12 weeks, but it's two letters a week. And every single Monday I call all my expired follow-ups. I just check on them and we get back to the point where we're having so much pain and they're consistently seeing content. And of course, by then they're getting retargeted on Facebook and everything else. And right. it finally turns in just a, you know, come list me, please phone call. Gotcha. So on average, on average, I mean, between all the mediums that you're using, you're following up, it seems like an average of maybe twice a month between email, phone, text. So everybody gets drifted to a, uh, a weekly email. Okay. So everybody gets emailed every single week. That's a nice. market update. There's video in it. Um, and then at a minimal, there's one text message a month and one phone call 
about every 60 days, depending on where we're at in the process. Right. Well, that's great to hear. And I think that that's important for agents to hear is that you have to be persistent, right? It kind of comes back to that that early message that we were talking about with, with social media and staying top of mind is you have to stay consistent because if you don't keep in contact for two, three, up to even six months, other agents will, they're going to be the ones who get that business. Yeah, I think a big point that's missed out there a lot of times too is in order to do that, you have to stay really organized, which is not my strong suit. Okay. And I think as a, as a new agent, you know, you kind of struggle with balancing, you know, all the spinning plates. And so if you have a good CRM, that'll really help, but you have to use it appropriately. You have to put the people in there. You have to set tasks and you have to follow up and just continue repeating that process. Um, because if you don't stay organized, you will drop a ball somewhere. Right. I can't tell you early on how many times I forgot to call somebody and then like two weeks later, their house was listed on the market and it was because it's my fault. I mean, I just didn't sure. stay on top of it. And those are lessons you learn very painfully, both in your heart and your pocketbook. Yeah. So so to help agents out with that, that staying organized learning curve, what are some tips and tricks that you have that um, agents could maybe go and implement? You, one of them, you mentioned a CRM, but to the point of really keep staying on top of your CRM, what would you recommend? Well, I... You guys are all going to hate hearing this, but time blocking. I mean, I hate to feel like a broken record saying it all the time, but time blocking is such a critical thing in this business. I mean, yes. if it's not time blocked, it will get eaten up because this business is so varied and things change so rapidly that if you don't have it dedicated, you will forget about it. So that means time blocking time to manage your CRM, to make your phone calls, to do your follow-ups to do everything, you know, even your personal life. I mean, as a young agent, you're probably starting off with primarily buyers and you're showing a lot of houses. Trust me, if you don't time block off time family for your wife or husband, you're going to hear about it. Yeah. So within staying organized, you know, making sure your time is spaced out appropriately so that you actually have time to do it, I think is a huge point that is often missed. Well, using you as, as an example of someone who has, kind of arrived at a, a pretty successful place using some of those organization time blocking techniques. What does your daily schedule look like? And what would you recommend maybe for newer agents? Sure. So for me, um, I'm up between 4.30 and 5, depending on the day. I go to the gym first, um, come home, shower, clean up, try to read about 10 pages, nothing crazy, about 10 minutes of quiet time, a few minutes help the wife and kids, like get along or whatever. I come to work. I try to be here about an hour before everybody else. I don't always make it, but then I know in advance, I'm starting to call expireds at eight 30 and I'm going to call them for 30 minutes to an hour, depending on how many I have that are brand new. And then I have a meeting with my business partner and then we have a, a morning huddle. Our entire team meets every morning for about 20 minutes. And then from 10 to about noon is pure prospecting time. Mm-hmm. and then uh, lunch and then afternoon is typically set for appointments and if you don't have any appointments you might as well hop right back on the phone or make a video or something along those lines and then i time block off certain evenings to be home and enjoy myself but you know i think for me it's getting the day started early mm-hmm. getting those important tasks mm-hmm. done first mm-hmm. so getting your workout in getting your prospecting in and then that way it doesn't get pushed off to the afternoon, doesn't get eaten up by appointments or a meeting or a coaching call or something along those lines. And especially now, you know, 
growing the team up. Um, if you don't have that stuff set aside, you're not going to get to it. I can't sure. answer questions from 10 people and also make my phone calls if those two things aren't clearly separated in a schedule. And if you're a, if you're a young agent, what you're going to find is you grow, you're going to probably at least at some point have a buyer's agent and at least at some point have an admin, a TC or an assistant. So you at least have two people in your span of control that you're going to have to manage. So if you're not able to organize your time, those other outside influences can have a really punishing effect. And there would be nothing worse than to be paying two different salaries and have no income. Right. Absolutely. Well, that's great. And I, I, I love um, how how it seems like you've really internalized that daily schedule too, that daily routine, um, because I think it's so easy to let that slip and to, to kind of, you know, let it slip and then get caught in a bad momentum and not do it. You have it so internalized that you just told me in five minutes, here's exactly what I do, you know, one through 10, you know, from, from sunrise to sunset. That's incredible. Um, so we're running up a little bit on our time here, Austin. Uh, one last thing that I wanted to talk about for a few minutes before we go is uh, geoprospecting. We kind of talked about expireds and for sale mm -hmm. by owners. Um, we've talked about sphere of influence and, and marketing and content. What do you do um, as far as geo prospecting goes other than phone calls? Uh, how do you stay in touch with them and what kind of stuff do you do? Or is it primarily phone calls? So, you know, for uh, geo prospecting, a lot of it becomes phone calls and then the weekly email follow up. And then, you know, if you get their email for that follow up, you might as well go ahead and add them into some retargeting campaigns as well. But I'm also a huge fan of just getting out and actually meeting people. Mm. You know, if you call a neighborhood and you only talk to two people and they're three months down the road, the next time you're on that side of town, just knock on the door and say hi. Like right. you have to become a person to these people. Um, and I think this also really goes in line with, again, farming your sphere. Mm -hmm. um, we had a little bit of ice and all the kids were out of school for minuscule ice. So we went and picked up a few bags of salt and a bunch of bottles of wine and everyone that had kids, we iced their sidewalks and driveways and we gave all the moms a bottle of wine and basically said, Hey, sorry, you're stuck with the kids all day long. Here's a free bottle of wine. And you a way know, to keep them busy. So it. little things like that. I mean, they really, and I'm going to keep it. Yeah. Yeah. It just kind of like, um, it just, you know, kind of solidifies that you're a human being and you're not just there, uh, to, to turn a buck. I mean, I think the overall message is literally like this is a long-term game, you know, and I, it's as a younger agent, I can tell you, you have to shift that mindset. So, you know, yeah, you, you can circle call hundreds of people. Like you guys have a, like my favorite products. I've used Vulcan and everything else too, mm -hmm. but I love Red X. I, I love having that triple line dial. I'll be able to knock out 200 phone calls in 45 minutes. I mean, you can't get much more efficient than that. Right. Um, but then if you have a good conversation, you know, text some people, stop by again i'm going to reiterate this and it's so old school no one's doing it if you have a good conversation with someone pull out a piece of paper write a little thank you note and mm -hmm. send it to them in the mail it will go so much further than you believe if miss tammy isn't going to sell her house for 90 days quit making it about the sale make it about miss tammy just tell her right. thank you for having a great phone call you don't have to slip your business card in there she just talked to you she knows who you are Right. She's going to you know, fall into every web and funnel you have anyways for all you tech savvy agents. You already have 
funnel set up and advertising set up. So bring some more of that human process back back to the rotation. Right. Keep it personal and keep it genuine. And that's what's going to make a huge difference. Right. You I just got to start including that. We get too robotic. Yep. You know, the ROI on that is ever evolving. Yeah, totally. Well, that's fantastic, Austin. Um, I think we've covered a lot of really important things here, and I think you've you've given a lot of great advice to, to agents, especially newer agents, because that's a lot of what our audience is, is newer agents right. who, who need some of these foundational tips and tricks. And and uh, so, so thank you for laying a lot of those out and I think a way that'll make sense to them. Um, before we go, do you have any closing thoughts or last words that you want to leave with our audience today? Yeah. Um... I, it's a quote that I kind of coined when I first got into real estate, but everything works and nothing doesn't do something, do it consistently and just don't stop. It takes so long for stuff to catch up and catch on. Um, none of us turn on the PGA tour and go, Oh my God, Tiger Woods is on because he started playing golf last Thursday. Right. You know, this is a 20 year process and now we all respect it. If you look at any major leaders in your market, They've been doing this for a hell of a long time mm -hmm. and you have to be able to humble yourself and realize that you're going to have to do the same thing if you want to get to that level because it's, it's just a people game and people take some time. So right. um, my biggest thing is find whatever you love and incorporate it into real estate. Start a podcast, make some videos, um, do graphics, whatever it is. I don't care. Host volleyball tournaments I, I don't even care just do something that you love and that's the beauty of this job is you can take anything that you enjoy doing and turn it into financial profit mm -hmm. just by way of the business so i love that something is better than nothing and find something that you love is kind of right. what it sounds like and just keep your head up guys like uh you know my first 90 days i basically did like nothing I think we did like 50, I think it was like 53 transactions my first year, wow. somewhere around there. Uh, my and a team, quarter of that year was almost nothing. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, my team, we're, our goal for this year for us is uh, 275 deals. And that will be, Incredible. you know, ending my second year and half of my third year. And I, I think we can hit it, to be honest with you. Um, and the other thing, too, is lastly, before I guess we go, is have some good people in your corner people who are rooting for you. Um, if you got to make your circle smaller, make it smaller. Mm. As a new agent, not everybody believes in you. Not everybody's got your best interest at heart. Mm. They can even be in your office. Um, find people that are positive and want you to do well. And, and that's who you need to dive into and, and have your back with. I love it. Sound words of wisdom from Austin Robertson. Thank you very much, man. Um, Thanks, that was buddy. fantastic. Uh, to our audience, uh, if you would like to continue this conversation online, you can do that in a few places. First off, Austin, let's give you a chance to plug um, your brokerage, maybe some of your social media where people can find you if they're in your area. Sure. So um, I'm brokered by eXp. If you haven't heard about it, you probably should get off whatever rock you're behind. Um, <laughs> um, our website is uh, .brown, like the color. Robertson, like my last name, Realty, like the job you all do, .com. And then you can find us on Facebook at Facebook backslash Brown and Robertson. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Bullish Realtor. Um, bullish like a good stock market and Realtor like our job. 
Perfect. And uh, I'm on LinkedIn and everywhere else. So uh, I'd love to talk with you guys. If you're um, with EXP, I'm on Workplace. I'm very active there. I'm one of the chairs of EXP's YPN. I'm also a coach with Club Wealth. Um, so connect me to those places as well. Excellent. Thank you very much for that, Austin. And anyone who uh, has anybody who's looking to move to the Springfield, Missouri area, send your referrals to Austin. He'll, uh, he'll help you out and hook it up. Um, for those of you uh, who may have missed part of this episode or who want to catch up on previous episodes, you can do that in a few places. You can find us on YouTube, find us on Facebook, find us um, on you know Instagram, LinkedIn, or you can go to the redx.com slash podcast to find uh, inventory of all of our past episodes. We do this podcast every week, every Thursday at 12.30 Pacific time, 3.30 Eastern. So if you want to catch up, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, wherever you like to listen. Austin, thank you so much again for sharing with us today. And we will catch everyone else next Thursday. Awesome. Thanks, brother. See you later. See you, dude.